0: Seven
1: responding, ten thirty-nine.
0: This is Over the Horizon and Far Away.
1: Hello, hello. We are so excited you
0: guys found us for another week. Welcome back to Over the Horizon and Far Away, a true crime podcast that covers cases of the missing and murdered that did not get the media attention they deserved. Today,
1: I'll be covering the case of Sony Toe. Now, I do want to start off with a trigger warning for you guys. This episode does contain discussion of human trafficking and mental health issues. Viewer discretion is advised for those who may be sensitive to the topics. Now, to start out, I just want to give you guys a little bit of information about Sony. Now, according to her Facebook, she is from Monrovia, Liberia. She then grew up in Champaign, Illinois, where she attended Centennial High School and then graduated from the University of Illinois, Urbana, Champaign. She is described as caring, loving, selfless, and always willing to help anyone. According to her father, Joseph, she has a soft heart. She is described as an exceptional student and enjoyed
0: attending church. This really gives us a good description of her. I just imagine her as being really bright and sweet and bubbly and intelligent.
1: Absolutely. Now Sony's story takes place in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Lawrenceville is a suburb of Atlanta located approximately 30 miles Northeast of downtown with a population of just over 30,000 people as of 2020. Now throughout my research, I have found several different um, dates as to the last date of contact for her. Um, But the last time Sony was seen was about December 26th through about January 1st of 2020. And that was in Lawrenceville at around 11 p.m. according to NamUs. However, other, so NamUs is saying that she was last seen December 26th, but other news articles and the GoFundMe set up by a family friend have actually stated that her last date of contact was December 31st of 2020. But then according to the police reports, I was able to obtain her sister reports that she was last, uh, they, that her sister last had contact with her on December 27th of 2020. So we just know that sometime between Christmas and New Year's of 2020, she disappeared.
0: I find it exceptionally heartbreaking that she went missing around the holidays. That has to make that time of year only so much harder for the family.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then every year is just like a reminder of this tragedy. Yeah. Now, Sony's story actually starts before December 26th of 2020. Initially, I thought it's not hard to wonder if somebody may have been planning to take or harm Sony. However, as I gathered more information, I do also think that it could be possible that she's chosen to leave her life and her family behind. Now, I'm going to share with you guys this theory that I have about Sony. It's just my theory. I could be completely off. Who knows? But I'll share it with you guys at the end after I give you guys all the case information. Now, according to WF, or WMBF News, in late November of 2020, Sonny was found roughed up in a nearby wooded area. Now, a different news source, WCIA, reports that at this time, Sonny was actually found muddy in the back of a truck. However, in both scenarios, it was reported she was taken to the hospital. Now, there are some conflicting reports kind of on the state of Sonny's mental health at this time. Uh, But I'll touch more on that later in this episode. Now, according to Tina Harris, Sony's sister, in an interview with WCIA, Sony reported that she had not been harmed, which according to the hospital, to what the hospital told the family, it appeared to be true. um, But they did say that she had some scratches on her arm. Now, a family friend told reporters that something traumatic had happened to Sony, but there was no further elaboration on this. I couldn't find any more information, and that was a little frustrating. And also, it just goes against, you know, what the hospital was reporting as well. According to WCIA, Tina reported that Sony hardly recognized her when she picked her up from the hospital. It was believed that she'd been in the woods for two days before being found. This may have been where kind of the varying reports were coming from. Like she may have just like left this wooded area and like found this pickup truck maybe. I'm just not really sure. Like details are just so very limited on this. I I searched high and low for any sort of news article about this and I didn't find anything. I also requested police reports about this specific incident from the local police department, um, with the assumption that like somebody would have like maybe called nine one one and had like the ambulance or something dispatched, and typically when that happens, at least one officer will show up to kind of assess the situation. Uh, but they said that they did not have any reports on this incident. So again, another dead end trying to get information on that. Um, I was, however, able to get some other police reports regarding Sony's disappearance. Um, And in one of those, it stated that she didn't have a mental health diagnosis, but that she had been hospitalized for erratic behavior.
0: Okay. This is absolutely bizarre. She was hospitalized for erratic behavior, no mental health diagnosis. And I can't, I can't understand. She was found in the woods and there was just no information surrounding this. Like, Was she just hanging out in the woods or that's just so strange to me. Yeah. The whole thing is
1: really weird for sure. Um, and that's kind of why I was leaning towards like initially, okay, she's very vulnerable. We might have these mental health things like, you know, she would be a very easy target for somebody trying to traffic her. Um, but you guys, there's more to the story. It's truly a wild ride. So buckle oh, I up. Tell. now, I mean, again, the limited information, it just leaves me with so many questions, like, you know, how did no one realize she was gone for two days? Or if they did and we just don't have that information, like, what were they doing about it? And, like, who is this man that owned the truck? And, like, what is the exact location of this wooded area? And, like, what is the true status of Sony's mental health? Like, that's a huge puzzle piece we just don't have right now. You know, because then I'm thinking, like, dude, we have a mental breakdown. And she was, like, like in the woods just trying to survive with no real idea of what was going on was she held against her will and not harmed and then maybe escaped or released. Um, This incident would actually turn out to be the catalyst for the events leading to Sony's disappearance. So Tina actually picked Sony up and from the hospital and reportedly took her to the home that Sony was staying at to get her belongings. And Sony returned to her sister's home on Sweetwater road. Now, again, the information on this home is very limited I also found it interesting that it was referred to as the home she'd been staying at and not as like her home or like her apartment. Um, and then as I continued my research, I actually learned that the family had hired a private investigator, Robin Martinelli, and her impression of this home was that it may have been a home where women were being held at. So Robin actually made an interesting comment to reporters stating, and I quote, Sony knew the code to get in the house just like all the other girls did, end quote. I need to know about these other girls and, like, how did Sony come to find this particular home to stay at? Like, that's certainly interesting to me because we know we have a sister that lives nearby. So, like, if you're relocating from Illinois, which is what she did, like, why would you not go stay with the sister?
0: I just have a lot of questions. Yeah, lots and lots of questions. There are just so many holes that I would love to have filled in here. Absolutely. Now, also, I want to know,
1: like, what exactly does Robin know about this house? Like, she just, I don't know. She seems like maybe she knows more. And I'm just really interested because she actually continued to go on to state to reporters that she believed that Sony could have been a victim of sex trafficking. Now, I did attempt to contact Robin to get more information on, like, her investigation into Sony's disappearance. And if she happened to have like any updates um, that she could
0: share, anything at all. And she did not respond to my efforts to contact her. Okay, if these girls are being sex trafficked, I'm hoping this wasn't just like glazed over and some sort of action was taken. Because it seems like that needs to be taken very seriously. And maybe it wasn't. Yeah, definitely a huge red flag. But this human trafficking thing, we're going to talk
1: more about it as the episode goes on for sure. Because there's just a lot of information about it. Now, even more confusing, we arrive at the time that Sony disappears, which was on or around, like, December 27th, 2020. All sources seem to agree that she simply just, like, walked away from her sister's apartment and was never seen or heard from again. Did any of these sources indicate why? They did not, actually. Hmm. Yes. Um, And even in, like, the police report, like, there was no... We're going to kind of get into the information in the police report, but there's, like, not even anything, like, sister didn't say, oh, she was going to the movies with a friend or, like, anything like that. Like, just, she just simply walked away. Okay. Now, family did make a missing persons report to the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Office. On January 1st of 2021, Sony's father, Joseph, actually uh, made the report over the phone initially because he did reside out of state. Now, he reported that Sony was residing with Tina, and despite attempts to contact her, he had not been able to speak with her since December 27th. The detective followed up with Tina the same day the report was made. Tina reported that Sony did not have any mental health diagnoses, but had been having some mental health issues. So again, we kind of come back to that mental health thing. Do we have something that's undiagnosed at this point? Because it kind of sounds like potentially we do. Yes, it does. Now she reported that Sony was wearing a yellow dress and that she did not have a vehicle. So she believed that Sony left on foot. And again, there's like no information on what was really done. Initially there's like a little bit, but not a ton. And I will tell you this was not like a move heaven and earth community search for this girl. Now this actually just leaves me to wonder about so many things. Like how can we make a solid timeline to retrace her steps If we can't even get a consistent date of last contact from people? And, you know, like, did we have a boyfriend or some sort of man that she was interested in? Like, what role would that person have played? And, I mean, if so, like, any concerning behaviors from those people? Like, was she working and where were her, you know, were her coworkers spoken to? Were there weird neighbors? Any nearby security footage? Um, Like, literally just anything. And there's just no information. Now, I was able to see from the police reports that she did have a phone. The detective did request locate information from the cell phone provider, but that cell phone provider actually refused to provide it without a warrant. Now, I have a few thoughts on this. Number one, if all they're really wanting is the location because we have a missing person, why in the world would you not just give that to them? For the love of God. And then secondly, like, why did we not try to get a warrant then? I also, like, just wonder... Who was like on the account for the cell phone, like if she was still on maybe her parent's cell phone plan, like could dad have called and been able to get that information. So just more like pieces that I wish I knew more about. Now, it is noted in the police report that a search warrant could not be obtained because there was no criminal offense. So again, like those sorts of laws are going to be different from state to state. And I certainly don't know Georgia law. So maybe there's there's late uh they're late. Their state is just very restrictive on what they're giving out warrants for. Were you able to find any forms of social media? So I um was able to find a Facebook, but the last post was November of 2020, which was right before she disappeared. Um and then just like searching her name, I wasn't able to find an Instagram, not to say that there's not one out there, but she's using either like an alias or some sort of nickname or something that I just don't know. Now, I also learned that family members did try calling her phone, but by January 14th of 2020 phone, 2021, her phone number was actually canceled. Now, what I find interesting about this particular language is that this is the exact language that was used in the police report. So, like, how do we know that it wasn't just shut off for payment? Yeah, the phone number being or canceled non-payment.
0: is just odd.
1: Yeah. And like. Yeah, I just found it interesting. Like, I wonder what message they were getting that led them to believe that it was shut off.
0: Yeah, not the phone shut off. The number was canceled. That's strange.
1: Yeah. Now, on January 5th of 2021, the sheriff's office actually did issue a bolo or a be on the lookout um, for um, Sony after obtaining some updated pictures of her from the family. While I'm happy to see that the step was taken, I do wish that it had been done as soon as the report was made
0: yeah that's a pretty big gap
1: yeah also interestingly enough tina mentioned to the detective that sony had actually done this before but not for this long and the last time this happened was when she was found in this wooded area in riverdale
0: okay what's with the woods yes what is happening with these woods (laughs)
1: Yeah, it is really, I mean, again, we have the woods popping up and it's just really interesting.
0: Yeah. Why are we being so drawn to these woods? Yep. Now following her being
1: found um, in the woods, you know, she was taken to the hospital, admitted, but she had actually refused to um, stay and was ultimately released. And that's kind of really concerning to me um, because again, we come back to the mental health issue, like what was done to really, truly assess this. And, like, why could we not have put her on a 72-hour hold if there was concern, you know, for her safety and her mental health? Like, did the hospital truly feel that she was stable enough to discharge? Now, the detective followed up with Sony's mother, Esther, her father, Joseph, her sister, Tina, and a family friend on numerous occasions between January and March of 2021. But there were no new leads or information that was useful. Additionally... Tina did provide a DNA swap for the Sheriff's Department to be added to Sony's NAMIS case. Now, for those who are not familiar with NAMIS, NamUs is an acronym for the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System. And it's utilized by law enforcement to keep all the missing persons cases in one place so that everybody can access them, regardless of what police department, Sheriff's Department, FBI, DE, whatever, whatever an agency you're with, you can access this. Now, it's also utilized by the coroner's offices to assist them in identifying deceased parties or locating family of the deceased. So on this database, um, it is like publicly accessible, like I can use it, you can use it. Um, I'm guessing that people who don't live in the U.S. can likely access it as well. Um, But on this database, you can actually search for missing people. Um, There's like a section for bodies that have not been identified as well and then also a section for the bodies that have been identified, but they haven't been able to locate next of kin. So law enforcement can actually submit DNA of family members to this database so that coroners, when they find bodies that they need to identify, they can actually compare that DNA. They also learned of another possible lead when Esther identified Sony's uncle Isaiah as a place that she would frequently stay. So, her uncle resided in Loganville, another Atlanta suburb, about 30 minutes from Lawrenceville. Upon further investigation, the detective learned that Sony was pulled over for a tra- traffic violation in June of 2020 by Snellville PD. And Snellville is again another suburb of Atlanta, which is also about 30 minutes from Lawrenceville and only about 15 minutes from Loganville. Now, Isaiah reported that Sony was dating men, and they would pick her up from her sister's apartment, which, according to the detective's notes, was not information that had been previously provided by Tina, and Isaiah, like, had found this very frustrating and expressed that frustration to law enforcement. Now, there did appear to be a person of interest that the sheriff's department attempted to get in contact with in March of 2021. According to police reports, there may have been a possible boyfriend that often visited Sony, and that boyfriend had been identified by this uncle isaiah her uncle provided the man's phone number to the sheriff's department the detective did call the number on march 17th of 2021 and left a voicemail requesting a call back and when he tried the number again later that day the sheriff's department number had actually been blocked um and i don't actually know why that like made me giggle but i just thought of course it was like because that's not a red flag or anything right um Yeah. So I found that very interesting. I actually don't have any other information uh, that the sheriff's department did any further investigation into this gentleman. Like this is really frustrating because again, it's a red flag that you blocked the sheriff's department's number. Like, do you have something to hide? Like if this man was really a boyfriend and actually cared about Sony, why would he not want to help?
0: Right. Like if he had any sort of romantic feelings towards her you would think that or even just like another person like human to human why would you not want to help someone when they're missing
1: yeah and I would be curious what um like his criminal background looks like as well like I don't know I just feel like more maybe could have been done and they the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Department did give me quite a bit of information so I feel like had they followed up I probably would have had those police reports because I got so much other information about it so I don't know Now, at this point in my research, Robin actually pops back up again. Now, she is that private investigator the family had hired. So, on March 1st of 2021, Tina contacts the police department and states that Robin has told her not to release any further information unless she approves it.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, immediate, like, red flag
0: for me, for sure.
1: Um, So, at the end of the day, like, while a private investigator can be very helpful in doing like a really good investigation into something like typically they work hand in hand to some extent with law enforcement. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to be law enforcement that's able to seek these charges. So it's concerning to me that it almost appears like she maybe does not have a good working relationship with law enforcement. And if that's the case, like it worries me that she's probably not the greatest private investigator. So I did find that very, very interesting. Now, It's also noted that Robin sent multiple emails to the Gwinnett County police, but the only one referenced in the police report um, that I have is she stated that she confirmed that Sony was driving for Uber and wanted the detective to get a subpoena for those records, but they ended up not um, doing this. And it looks like from what I can tell, they didn't do this because there was, again, no criminal complaint So that must have something to do with Georgia law. I don't know. Uh, Maybe we have like a a lawyer or somebody who works in the criminal justice field in Georgia that can maybe shed some light on that for us. Hit us up in the socials if you're listening. Um, But the other thing that I find interesting about this is the sister reported to police. She doesn't have a car. So how is she driving for Uber? Are we using the uncle's car? Perhaps that's the situation if we're getting pulled over elsewhere. Um, just so, again, more puzzle pieces that just don't quite fit. Cause we don't have the information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now my heart does go out to this family. Like they were following leads. And at one point there was a report of a few possible sightings of Sony on the East coast. So in April of 2021, it was reported that she was staying at an address in Garfield, New Jersey. And I wasn't able to find who made this report initially to Joseph, but it was actually Joseph that had passed that information on to law enforcement. The Garfield police did perform a welfare check to this address only to learn that it was a bed at breakfast. And Sony was not there, nor could they verify that she had been there prior to their check. Now, there is also a report that Sony had been spotted in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, a woman named Ashley allegedly texted Sony's sister Tina, stating that she spotted Sony at a Boost mobile store on 3rd Avenue South in Myrtle Beach in September of 2021, which would have been nine months after she was last seen. So, according to Ashley, the woman she saw was walking back and forth in front of the store. She had this kind of blank stare um, and she appeared to be very confused. She had a large afro and appeared very thin. Now there are police records on this and according to those, Tina actually went to Gwinnett County Sheriff's Department to provide this information to them on September 22nd of 2021. However, she reported that Ashley had texted her the previous day. It was also noted that Ashley told Tina that she was not willing to speak with the police because she didn't have a license and the Myrtle Beach Police Department was racist. Now, Joseph actually spent five days in Myrtle Beach seeking the local police department's assistance in searching for his daughter. This same article goes on to quote Myrtle Beach Police Master Corporal, maybe you're better at those abbreviations. What do you think that is?
0: I have no sort of idea. MCPL for anybody listening. Maybe one of you guys can let us know. It was a representative of the Myrtle Beach
1: Police Department. (laughs) Uh, He was quoted saying, we unfortunately never had any evidence that she was actually in the city. As soon as we found out about it, we assigned an investigator as well as put out information and her photograph to the officers working in the area where she was believed to have been seen. But we were never able to actually confirm any um, actual sightings or video of her being in our city, end quote. According to Joseph, the Myrtle Beach Police Department couldn't really help him and haven't given him any information. Interestingly enough, though, I did see that um, Joseph reported to WBTW News that four people had seen or recognized her, um, and one had actually indicated that she was with two other people, but I was not able to find any information on any of these sightings. So I'm unsure who these other three people are, nor was I able to get any more information about these two people that she was allegedly cited with. So like, again, we find ourselves in the same position that we've kind of been throughout the episode. Right. So we're just kind of left with more questions than we are answers. The other thing that I found interesting too is that, like I said, I got really good police records from Gwinnett County And it doesn't seem like these additional like sightings were reported to them. So I also found I thought that was very interesting because it's like this one was and it was followed up on. So I feel like they would have, you know, followed up on any other ones, but it doesn't even look like they were even reported. And I, of course, want to know who these people were that saw her and get more information about how they felt her appearance was. Now, um, I did like, because, you know, I'm really nosy by nature. Like, I also am thinking like, where, what about security footage from Boost Mobile? Like, did they have cameras? If so, were they actually working? You know, we so often find that while businesses have cameras, they're not working, you know, was there video footage of the woman that fit Sony's description, but they just couldn't definitively say it was her, um, were there
0: any other people that fit her description caught on cameras by nearby businesses? It's always annoying when you hear about a missing persons case or a murder or something. And there's all those cameras and they're like dummy cameras or weren't actually filming or they're just those like black orbs that have nothing inside of them.
1: Yeah. Or they're like, oh, no, we recorded over it just the other day. And it's like, are you kidding? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely frustrating. So I did kind of go off on a little bit of a research tangent in this case. So I did go ahead and request the records from the Myrtle Beach Police Department. They actually um, responded saying they had no records regarding Sony. So I did actually follow up um, with someone regarding the work that they had reported to the news sources, right? Because, like, I knew they had done something. They would spoken to the media. So I immediately got back to him and was like, hey, like, this is, you know, what I'm trying to find out more information of. And so, actually, within a day of that request, um, a representative from the police department did call me. He was a detective or something. Um, I don't really know all their um, positions and whatnot. Sorry, guys, I'm not a police um, professional. (laughs) Now, when I inquired about how they learned about this possible sighting, he thought that Gwinnett County had actually reached out to them and requested the assistance. And they actually provided. Myrtle beach police with Sony's photo and description. So they also did issue a be on the lookout or that Bolo, um, for Sony in that area. And then when I inquired kind of into the search area, our search efforts and wanted to know kind of what the status was of possible security footage. Um, they did say that they did look like in the area of boost mobile, mobile, but came up with like no evidence or clues that she was ever there. Uh, He did not recall any contact with the family, but stated that they typically reported back to the requesting agency um, about whatever they found. But of course, in this case, nothing was found, which is why they didn't have any reports to send back to Gwinn County, which is why they ultimately didn't have any reports for me. Now, I also inquired about kind of the area of this Boost mobile store and like what it was like. Um, Because, again, I don't know the area. I've never been to Myrtle Beach. I I don't even think I've actually ever been to South Carolina, in fact. Um, But anywho, I learned that this was actually a main road that leads to and from the beach, um, from the city. So it is a very high traffic area. Now, this information um, definitely, you know, kind of makes me believe that Sony could be a victim of human trafficking. Like, she could have very well been in the area but not stuck around for very long. So she, it would have been hard to catch her while she was there. And it would have been easy for her to kind of move in and out of the area, just kind of blending in with the other beach goers.
0: Yeah. Those large crowds would make it just so easy for her to, I mean, she could just socialize with anyone and just be in a group for hours on end. Well that, and like, they're used to people
1: coming out to the beach from the city. So like, you're used to not really recognizing people. Like it's always going to be strangers around you in that scenario because yeah. it's a touristy area. Now back to that camera footage from the Boost Mobile for just a second. So because I am who I am and I'm nosy by nature, I actually decided that I was just going to call that Boost Mobile and see what I could find out. (laughs) Now, I definitely felt that it was important just because I wanted to confirm that there was no video footage because that could be a really important piece to actually finding Sony. And a very kind woman managing the store did let me know that unfortunately they did not have any outdoor cameras. They actually only had like indoor cameras at the store. Um, And that was the case then. And that is the case now. So that was a little bit of a bummer. And then I did actually decide I was just going to do like a street view on Google of this boost mobile. So I could kind of get a better understanding of the area. And just like the officer said, like it does sit right off the 501. That's that main road that I previously referenced. Um, it's actually in like a strip mall type setup uh, with a large parking lot. And then I utilize Google street view to try to look at all the other businesses in this little strip mall. And like around the parking lot. And then I actually noticed that there were actually businesses across the street as well. And like a little smaller strip mall type thing. But not a single one of them looked like they had cameras. Not one of them. There were probably 10 to 15 businesses that I saw. Not a single camera. Not even on the lights in the parking lot. Nothing. So that ended up being a dead end. Which was super disappointing and frustrating. Now, from this point on, things seem to just kind of go silent for some time. But then we come to October of 2022, 22 months following Sony's disappearance. On October 27th of 2022, Joseph contacts the Gwinnett police again with a possible sighting of Sony. By this point, the investigation had been suspended due to all leads being exhausted and the case no longer even had a detective assigned to it. Now, Joseph had actually been in contact with the Illinois Police Department, which is where he was residing at the time, so Gwinnett County followed up with them first. So Joseph had reported to law enforcement that two family friends contacted him stating that Sony was at an address in Garfield, New Jersey, and provided a possible phone number for her. The new officer handling this learned that this was that same bed and breakfast That we previously talked about that she was possibly spotted at. After the law enforcement agency spoke, um, it was determined that the Garfield police would not be doing anything um, further. They weren't going to be sent for a welfare check, nothing like that. And they really didn't list like a specific reason for that. Um, which honestly, part of me is like, that's really frustrating. Like, why can't we just go check? Like you're telling me you don't have a beat cop in the area that can spare five or 10 minutes to just go check it out. So that was kind of frustrating to me. Um, but there's not really a lot I can do about it, I suppose. So now it, you know, it's noted that, you know, this is when the officer follows up with Joseph and Joseph was Reported to have been like demanding this welfare check. And when an inquiry was made as to like any additional evidence that made him think that this location, you know, was in fact where she could be, he really didn't have anything else to provide.
0: Just do the welfare check. I don't understand why this was such a complicated thing.
1: Absolutely. I agree. (laughs) The officer mentioned to Joseph that as an adult, Sony could leave and choose not to contact her family
0: doesn't mean her family's not worried about her and something could be wrong with her.
1: Yeah, for sure. And at this point, it's still an open missing persons report. So it's not like she showed up at the local police department there and said, hey, I'm good. Just don't tell them where I'm at. So exactly. Yeah. I mean, again, just do the stinking welfare check. My Lord. Now, you may be wondering about that phone number that was mentioned. So the officer did try um, to call that number, but he received a message that stated the number wasn't working. So this makes me think, was this information ever good to begin with, or is Sony out there and as her family gets closer to locating her, she doesn't want to be found and continues to do things like move or change her phone number. I think having more information on the family friends that reported this information would certainly help in determining just how credible this tip is.
0: Again, just more holes that it would be so good to have filled in so we have some understanding. Well, you guys, at the
1: end, my theory might help you guys fill in some of these holes. So you guys just wait. <laughs> now, I was only able to find limited information on the search efforts throughout the next few years for Sony um, by the family other than what was in the police reports. And so, But I did find a GoFundMe page that was set up in February of 2021 by Sony's college friend, Angelica... And I'm not even going to try to say her last name because I'm going to butcher it uh, to raise funds to hire Robin Martinelli, the private investigator we previously mentioned. One update that was posted in March referenced that Robin had leads, but they couldn't be divulged as not to harm the investigation. Now, I did notice that the GoFundMe is no longer taking new donations, and this makes me wonder if they learned something about Sony's disappearance. Or perhaps um, did it just come down to like finances? Like they just could no longer afford to, you know, have these private investigation services. Then I would think the GoFundMe would still be up. Yeah. I mean, it just, I don't know. Maybe it just, they weren't getting donations and then they just had to give it up. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I did actually try to reach out to Angelica on Facebook and to, again, to Robin on on her website, just trying to get any kind of information that we could, a current case status try to get some of these questions answered, literally anything. But at the time of this recording, they did not respond to my efforts. So perhaps they will hear our podcast and they'll want to reach out and they will want to provide some information and updates and then we can maybe do a part two for you guys. Another interesting tidbit that I think is playing a very huge role in this case is the family's religious beliefs. So it's noted um, that Sony's parents actually did not approve of her dating choices or the friends that she associated with. However, I was unable to get any other elaboration on this, but I do get the impression from the police reports that I think that, that they think that she has just left and is refusing to contact her family. I also think that is interesting, um, that I wasn't able to find any sort of, um, like Facebook case that references like her being a missing person or her missing person's case um, or really anything in regards to like search efforts other than the shutdown GoFundMe. Like it really feels like the family knows something that we don't. I also could not find any sort of like recent social or any kind of media coverage. Um, It seems like what little media attention there was stopped in about mid 2022. So it's unclear exactly what happened to Sony, um, but we do know that she was last seen in Lawrenceville, Georgia, at the end of December of 2020. She is 5'6", 160 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. She was 24 years old at the time of her disappearance, and she would be 26 years old today. While her name is report does not contain a clothing distri- description, WSBTV News reports that she was wearing a yellow dress. With so little information, it seems like there are really so many possibilities of what may have happened to Sony. Unfortunately, Sony simply leaving and starting a new life is a very real possibility, but so is Sony being a victim of human trafficking. Now, according to HTC, or HTCourts.org, Atlanta in the state of Georgia is an extensive hub with the seventh highest human trafficking rate in the U.S., This is largely due to Atlanta being a traveling hub. So we have the Hartsfield, Jackson, Atlanta International Airport, and there are four major interstates running through Atlanta. So this makes it incredibly easy for traffickers to move victims through the city and onto other destinations. I did request records from the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Office Um, just to see like how many missing persons reports were taken. I wanted to know 2020, 2021 and 2022 and how many were still open. I also was curious to see how many were closed and why they were closed. But, um, unfortunately at the time of this recording, I did not receive that information. Now the average age of a Georgia human trafficking victim is just 12 to 14 years old. You guys, that is absolutely heartbreaking. And with 2 to 375 girls sold or exploited every month. If you have any information about Sonny Toe or her disappearance, we encourage you to reach out to the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Office at 770-513-5000. Now, if Sonny really did walk away from her life and is purposely avoiding her family, I just want her to know that that's okay But Like, please just get in contact with your local law enforcement so they can verify you're safe and remove you from the missing persons database. They won't tell your family where you are, but I do think that your family really needs to know you're okay. Now, you guys, I'm just going to share with you guys my theory of what is going on in this wild case of Sony. So I think that she did, in fact, decide she wanted to leave her life. And I think that her sister assisted her in that and continues to assist her in that. And the reason why I think that is because it seems like there wasn't a lot of information provided initially. You know, we had the uncle that referenced, oh, we have these other people that was never mentioned by the sister. And if they were picking her up from her house, like I would think she would know that. But also, like, she waited until the next day to report that that girl had contacted her about sighting her or seeing her. And then I also found it interesting that, like, two family friends had a phone number for her. Like, how would you have a phone number for her? And then it was suddenly disconnected. And how do you stay hidden this long without some sort of help? So, I don't know. That's just my wild assumptions and thoughts. And it kind of just fills in some of these blanks that we don't really have a lot of answers to. Um, And certainly if you were feeling smothered by your parents and their beliefs, because they were very different than yours. um, You know, I grew up in foster care. I know what it's like to have to cut parents off, but um, certainly not for religious reasons, but um, I do know what it's like to have to cut parents off. And so I don't know. That's
0: just my kind of what I thought might be a possibility in this scenario. That does fill in some gaps, especially like her sister was helping her in the beginning, like she took her to get her belongings. So why would that help suddenly drop off? It Does make me think of that sighting when she was walking around, like looking really skinny and maybe like not kept up the best, like what was going on in that situation? How much is her sister supporting her if that's the case? But I mean, it does fill in a lot of holes. I just wish we had the hole filled in as to what on earth she was doing in the woods because she was there multiple times. Like, that's what sticks out to me in this case. What was she doing in the woods?
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Maybe we'll learn more. If we do, we definitely will get you guys a part two for sure because I think to actually find out what happened would be very interesting, especially if my theory is even, like, a little bit accurate But yeah, we'll just kind of see what happens. We'll keep watching the case for you guys and give you guys any updates. In the meantime, I did just want to provide some resources. So human trafficking is a very real and very scary problem in the U.S. So if you're a victim of human trafficking or you know somebody who is, resources are available. You can contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 888-373-7888. Or you can learn more about resources at futureswithoutviolence.org. This information will also be included in our show notes.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find the source material in the show notes. To show your support, please give us a review on the platform you're listening on. This is the best way to support us, and this is what pushes our podcast out to new listeners. You can
1: subscribe on Patreon. We are on Patreon as Over the Horizon and Far Away. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Over the Horizon and Far Away. If you would like to submit a case for us to cover, you can email us at overthehorizonandfaraway at gmail.com. Or you can find our case submission form on any of our socials. We will see you guys next week. Bye!